Welcome to the LegalSoft Podcast. Today we're joined by Sam Malai being interviewed by Hamid Cohen of LegalSoft. Sam joins us today to talk about how AI can help improve your law firm's revenue. He's also discussing how you can still do good and make money. Welcome back. My name is Sam. I'm here with Hamid from LegalSoft. We're going to be continuing our conversation. Today we're talking about AI, what we learned from our conference, and so much more. Hello everyone, this is Hamid Cohen, President and CEO of LegalSoft, and I'm happy to uh, welcoming Sam Mulai to this uh, event. We are going to talk about several different things, and Sam is no stranger to you guys, uh, so please go ahead, Sam, introduce yourself. My name is Sam, uh, I'm the founder of My Legal Academy, and I work very closely with Hamid for the past five years, and I've seen LegalSoft grow from, from nothing to, to now what it is, which is, I, I, the way that I see it, is one of the fastest uh, companies for lawyers uh, in the past five years, so very impressive. Um, uh, so Hamid, both of us have a big background, but for people that don't know us, um, let's quickly share how we got here very quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. It's definitely been a journey. So in my journey, it starts way back in Silicon Valley, which I spent 20 years working in high tech, some great places I worked with, great, great team of people. Then came to LA about 25 years ago and still stayed in high tech. And a um, lot of, uh, but the good thing about the high tech part was, was all data management, data warehousing, database oriented, which was a great help to get into legal because legal is very data oriented and it counts on a lot of data. Then I got introduced into the legal industry about five, six, seven years ago. And I saw a big need, big opportunity. I started LegalSoft and we worked with about eight, 900 law firms. We add about a hundred or so a month. And we do full spectrum of scaling law firms from staffing them with virtual staffing and practice growth, practice setups, incubations, variety of different services which you're very familiar with. And during this process, I met you about five years ago, which we crossed paths in the law firm. So the high tech meets media. <laughs> and then that's how I just started. And I've been a lawyer for eight years now, but I quickly realized that I'm not a typical lawyer. I was kind of a little bit more fascinated with the online realm of generating clients, um, then I got into automations, then virtual assistants, and this whole online world, the online business side of running an online law firm. Uh, and then we've been able to join forces to have multiple uh, successful ventures together as uh, for law firms. And now for the past three years, I've also been passing on things that I'm currently doing for my own, for my own law firms, passing off to other lawyers so that other people could duplicate the same success. And I actually got a comment last week uh, whenever you post a lot of stuff online, obviously we have our friends and family that watch it, but 98% of people that watch it is strangers and people that don't know you. So all of a sudden they find a video of you and here comes this guy who's talking. Um, and so the comment was, well, if you're so successful with your law firm, why do you, why are you doing My Legal Academy? So my question is, Hamid, you know, when you're running all these, this, you know, successful ventures, why create content and why share what you know best? It's part of the journey. I think is like you you might say why I'm not that I compare myself, but we're talking about Bezos and uh Elon Musk and so forth. Why are they working so hard? Why are they doing all of this stuff? Why are they doing all these conferences and uh, and content generation and so forth? Because it's part of the process. You enjoy it, you want to share your experience, you want to help others. 
you want to learn more stuff. So this is all sort of a recipe to that. If you wanted to put it into like, I don't need this anymore. I don't need to do this anymore or whatever. I probably would have been retired many years ago, but that's not about the, about the money or the business or the success is the entire journey. For sure. And as you said, uh, you know, life, business, business and life isn't just about making money. If that was the case, you just put your head down in a cave and just, you know, sit behind a computer and just make money. But, uh, you know, as you become more well-rounded, you realize, no, there's more to it than life. There, there's, there's giving, there's teaching, there's mentoring. And that's when true meaning and true uh, happiness comes from when you give. Not necessarily from taking and just making more money. So that's the reason, you know, you're not, you're not just trying to make money. Yes. By the way, a byproduct is also to make money from it. But most people, I think, like have a ex mutually exclusive relationship with money that if you're, you can't be doing this and making money, no, why can't you share and give and do good and mentor and make money? If anything, the society should encourage you to do that because the more you do that, the more you can incentivize to go do more and more of it and affect more lives. So you know, sometimes the, you know, the culture and society wants you to like questions it, but. Absolutely. Well, there's always a reason for that. You might believe when, when people question this kind of thing, they don't understand how to scale themselves upward, but it gives you the opportunity to be able to do some of the things that people from the outside might look at is like, how do you have time to do this? If you're running five companies, eight law firms, this and that delegation. You delegate, you have surround yourself with a lot of good people, remote or local. In legal stuff, it's a lot of remote. Like in my company, we have about 200 remote staff that work for legal stuff and 50, 60 local. If it wasn't because of those people, I couldn't be sitting here and talking to you on the camera. I would be grinding a bunch of emails and documents and stuff. But if you scale up properly, it enables you to do the more important things that and more things that is makes you happier and more successful for sure and as as you're um create this content you're also as you're talking and explaining things that's where you're kind of you're able to kind of understand things on a higher level and that's also a question i guess like why do you teach because the highest form of teaching of learning is teaching so you know, these are all again byproducts of doing things that most people don't do but when you do do them you do with the rewards on the other side. So this is the question a lot of people ask. One of my sons, as you know, goes to uh, <clears throat> to the law school in Pepperdine, and one of his professors, which is a very renowned professor, is Harvard graduate, Yale undergraduate, extremely smart, working in the industry in finance for many years, and he's full-time teaching at the university, which is probably 10% of what you could be earning if he was actually practicing it, right? But he loves it. And I'm sure everybody asks him, with your credentials, with your experience, with your energy, why are you teaching and not running a big practice? He loves it. He just not doing it for money, and he just loves it, and it works. And talking about loving something, uh, just two months ago, uh, we had our conference, MLA Live 2023. It was My Legal Academy's first time doing an in-person conference. Up to that point, it was three years of this virtual experience uh, pretty much multiple times a week uh meeting on zoom sharing past uh you know uh, giving and then finally we're like you know what let's bring it all in uh, in person and we had our first conference called emily live uh it was an amazing experience uh, for me i could uh, just quickly I just want to share our experiences for me it was life-changing because um, it finally, after three years, kind of seeing the, the results of all the work that we put in the last three years, it all came together of all the people's lives to be able to affect. And it was 
amazing hearing the feedback about how much the things that we do share and, and uh, pass in our program, how much it's affected uh, people's lives, not just f uh, financially, but also the freedom to be able to be a more well-rounded person, to have more time with their family and kind of, again, focusing in on the, on the person themselves. So it was an amazing experience. I think last time I felt like that, it felt, it felt like my wedding <laughs> already. Exactly. I was going to say that because I, you know, I go to about 20 plus conferences a year for the past 20 years. And yours, the MLA was very unique and different because it seemed like everybody who was there were already related to you and was related to the event and related to each other. It almost was like a, I know, like a community that came together. And everybody I talked to during and after, were, a lot of them contacted me and we talked about consultations and so forth. They were all felt the same way. That was like it was a reunion not going to one of these conferences where you don't even know two people in the entire conference, really. But they just look like they all knew each other somehow through you and through your network. And I think practically speaking, and this was, this was a common thing. People said, like, wow, this is amazing. I feel like I didn't know everybody, and I feel so close to everybody. And the reason is people were so alike with each other. And how mm. were they alike? And I realized, wait a minute, because we've been, for the last three years, we've been putting ourselves out there with a lot of advertisement and a lot of content. So our advertisement and our content has been seen by millions of people. It's like five to 10 million people. And from that, there's been 5,000 people who have applied to our program. And out of that 5,000, there were 600 people that actually joined our program. And out of that 600, there was 100 people who came and actually invested with their time to come to their conference. So this has been the definition of filtered all the way through of, you know, from millions to these 100 core people who are really investing themselves who care about growing um, who are open-minded to uh, to learning and growing and when you bring that all together in one place that's where magic really happens no, absolutely and one of the big success of some of these conferences like yours or what happens later because there's a lot of follow-up some of these conferences you go to and you come back and you come back with a bunch of goodies that you throw on the floor in your office and you don't even open it but you come back and there's a follow-up things that needs to happen or done right after that conference. And I saw that when, I don't know, 15, 20 people right after the conference reached out to me and set up a time to talk to me. And then from that, the whole bunch of new action items came up. But it was a very unique experience and I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. And people, while we were at the conference, people were asking about the next one. But it was, it was honestly such a hard uh, thing to put together, <laughs> I guess uh, we just have to go through the motions. So let's review some of that because I think it's going to be important to the audience to understand what makes things different than the rest of the stuff. So some of the stuff that it is very important for any of the uh, attorneys, doesn't matter if it's new ones or established ones, is using the latest, greatest technologies and not just watching, sitting on the sideline and watching it happen and they have to play catch up later on. I see that a lot because uh, on this hand, we're implementing very sophisticated case management software for the law firms like Clio, Lidify, FileOne, and so forth. And I still have a bunch of law firms who are still using folders and Google Drives and so forth, and they have no case management software. It's the same thing with the last stuff. Having the true structure of the law firm that can scale up from technologies, from the staff, the virtual 
taking benefit of a complete virtual staff situation, virtual law firm situation, and having a to-do list of things to implement, just like you're going to school. I think that's what was one of the difference between this conference, telling people exactly what they need to do, not vague and ambiguous, basically, <laughs> what the attorneys would say, is very specific. Like if you have an intake, if you're taking in more than 10 calls a day, you need to have an intake staff. You can't do it all yourself. If you have document retrievals, you need to have a system that does it automatically or people who use the system to do it automatically. So it was very specific to the point of what everybody needs to do to scale their practice or make it more efficient and more productive. And it was it's the practical, uh, practical application that is always a key. And that always, I saw that as the differentiator between what we do and what other people do. Uh, a lot of these other companies, the only thing they didn't know is marketing. And especially how to market you, to bring you on as a client. But when it comes to the actual either marketing for law firms or running the operations and scaling a law firm, it's a completely different language than scaling a marketing company. Anything that, you know, you know so make sure that whoever you work with actually has actual experience and current experience, not what they did, what their experience was five years ago, 10 years ago. But what are they doing right now? And I think that's what we. I think that's what separates us apart from the market. I mean, is both of us are running law firms, <laughs> our own law firms, our own things, and these are things that we all pass on to each other. We go through those pain points ourselves with the virtual staff, with the market, the lead, the lead generation, with the conversion of how to sign them up, all that stuff. And then once we troubleshoot those things ourselves, and that's when we go say, hey, this is what works. And I'm going to give them some example that the, some of the projects, some of the firms that me and you are both involved in, like me and Sam joined in the law firm where we have over 5,000 cases with almost no local staff. There's another firm with about 2,000 cases, no local staff. And think about that though, huh? Think about <laughs> 5,000 cases, signed up, you add a few hundred every month, and I... We have a small little office for that law firm. And very lean team. Very lean team, all virtual, network of law firms and attorneys that we work with. And I mean, a lot of people are envious of that, but it is possible. And right before you, I had one of our common friends, Sean, here, where we were talking about his law practice and how he has scaled his personal injury in California. And I'm estimating he has about 45 people in his law firm. Wow and 25 of them were virtual. Yeah. And that's how he was able to do that. He always says, look, if I had to hire all of these people here, one, I couldn't afford it. Two, I couldn't find them. And if I find them, I couldn't keep them. And it's very scalable. When I tell him to, you need three more case managers, by next week, Legosoft gives them three case managers, you know, that are trained with file wine that he uses and things like that. So he has no limitation on how to scale your his practice because now the resources are available in how to do client retention, how to do online presence, how to network. All of that is available, but people have to know how to use it. Same thing with the technologies. He deploys a lot of different technologies. His 5.1 implementation is probably one of the best. He invests a lot of time in it. He's streamlined it. He uses all the bells and whistles they have. So it helps him run the better practice. And he uses other technologies like that. So. That's where it's going. What what are the what's the main uh, pain points of in-house staff? Is you basically you need to have people in-house only to monitor 
some major task as a manager or director only as a managers well people you know different firms call them a, a managers directors uh, partners uh, coos and all this kind of thing but it doesn't really matter if you have a one in-house intake manager you take five six virtual intakes and put them under this person you have one attorney in-house you get two or three remote attorneys who work like paralegals underneath that person so the foundation is one in-house person, but the extension and expansion is right under them. You know, um, I know a firm that has a 68 case managers in-house and has 120 virtual case manager assistant under them. You know, that's how they can scale. There is no way that they could have that many case managers in-house. It's not affordable. It's not available. It's not sustainable. Amazing. One of the things that came out of the conference, and I think one of the most valuable things that I shared was our workshop, which is the AI workshop. By the way, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> so, AI, uh, we did a workshop. It was called Building Your Law Firm a uh, Agent Workshop. And I feel like a lot of people have been dabbling with ChatGPT, but we took this idea of ChatGPT and we made it very practical. And the idea and the vision was to make an AI agent that knows everything about your law firm, who knows every intricacy about your law firm, exactly who's on your team, what kind of marketing do you currently do, what kind of marketing do you currently not do, the numbers of your law firm, and the nuances, who's your ideal client, what are the problems, your FAQs, and every single nuance of your law firm. And now once you feed this AI agent everything about your law firm, now this AI agent acts as your specialized consultant that you can ask them when it comes to growth, marketing, incentive programs, or any questions that you have. And we shared this. And at the time, by the time I shared, it was already five months into me building this out myself. And I've already had five months of experience of making it better and better. Mm -hmm. And the more, and as I'm like waiting for me to have the conference to be able to, to pass this on, I'm like, oh my goodness, this might be the, one of the most valuable things I've ever created and shared ever. And we released it to 100 people at our conference and people's light bulbs were going off. And I'm like, wait till you guys see what comes out of this. And if you guys actually follow through with this and use this for months, this is the one biggest gifts I could ever possibly give to you guys. It's remarkable because as you know, my, my background with the data management and data mining and so forth, I feel like I've been in the AI market for 20 years just waiting for it to pop. And when the chat GPD came, it was sort of like, oh my God, we're finally there because it was done a lot of manually and a lot of underground work. And that's why you see all this stuff popping up. It's been in the works for years and years. It just surfaced. So if I were ABAs all over the country, I would make a requirement for every attorney to have like part of the continuing education program is to have ABA class as, uh, conducted for AI. For all attorneys, they need to dedicate at least a few hours a month fully on understanding and learning AI because it's going to come to their lives, both personal and business, no matter what. And it's going to happen much faster than they ever think. So I was talking to one of the veterans of the PI industry the, this week in my office. And I was explaining what's the difference. What is this thing about AI? I understand the basic, but what's it? I said, imagine you just hired somebody 
pretty much for you know a dollar an hour in my mind imagine who has unlimited ability to learn as quickly as you can give him a data to learn from and then it can help you in unlimited fashion because it doesn't sleep it doesn't eat it doesn't talk it basically learns and helps you so that's your AI. So you have to understand it, how it happens, and how I can benefit from And the longer you train the AI, the more better they get. It's, it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I have one of my agents who's six months old, <laughs> which is a long time. That's like 60 years. Yeah. So 60 year old or six month old uh, AI agent who knows every intricacy of my legal academy when it comes to our members, all the pain points, all the marketing messages, the social media posts, and everything between now, everything that I need is possibly at my fingertips on a much higher level than anybody can ever possibly give me. And that's like a huge advantage when it comes to the copy and everything else. Let me give you a vision, yeah. a brief of vision of what we're doing at LegalSoft, which I've been waiting for for a very long yeah, time please. to do, that a lot of people might think this is a little crazy, this is a little over the top, but essentially we, we set up a new AI department, which is, has 10 plus you know, machine learning developers who are expert on creating AI platforms. And the vision is take the entire pre-litigation process, let's say example of personal injury, uh, I call it a sort of a PI AI kind of a thing, where hypothetically at some point, I wanna push this button, get a client, and push this button, get a check which is every attorney's dream to just push buttons to make this process. But it's, it's truly doable because we broke it down in several modules where this button essentially identifies where your client coming from and who you should target and when you're targeting them, what you should ask of them and entice them and capture them and retain them. This other button is a complete virtual video style intake person who speaks every language and can understand you and understand your feelings about the incident that just happened to you and knows how to escalate the conversation to a live attorney so you can retain it or escalate it. And then it goes into the case management module where it sets up the client in the system, file one, clear, whatever, sets up treatments, follow up treatments, makes you appointments, make sure you miss, don't miss your appointments, collect your medical records, analyzes your medical records, and creates a demand. All of it AI. Obviously, it needs an operator. So somebody needs to oversee the whole process. But we go from case management to demands, from demands to lien reductions, from lien reduction to settlement. And the entire machine can do that with the supervisions. Again, I'm not saying that doesn't need any legal expertise, even though you can learn and have it but initially it needs to be monitored. So it's the entire process of AI running the practice where the attorney basically manages it like a game on the screen and knows exactly what's coming in, where is it at, where is it going, how much money is producing. Is That's the future of a lot of law practices. And the law firms who implement these things are really gonna thrive versus the ones who are gonna be questioned and... And if they don't, through the ABS program, all other big institutions like Amazons and Googles and Facebook, they're gonna enter to the legal market, but who, those who don't know. Yeah, who's, yeah, who's the first one to enter? Uh, right now, the first runner-up is Amazon. 
So they're going to the Amazon law because they've been chasing it for a while, trying to pass, uh, they, they're doing a lot of campaigning to be able to program, to get into the ABS program. For those of people who don't know what the ABS program is, Alternative Business Solutions, which several states have already licensed it. And I have, a, I have a law firm of my own, even though I'm not an attorney, because I'm licensed on the ABS program. Uh, Arizona, Utah, Washington, D.C. And the next biggest hit on that is California, what they're, they're campaigning for. So people know in the 2026, it most likely is an 80% chance that California is going to adopt it and it's going to be the first biggest market where your competition going to be Amazon Law or Google Law or one of these guys or maybe five of them simultaneously. And they're offering, again, for the people who don't know, they are offering 18% fees. That's their target. And set up the one-third or 40 and 45%. So you're going to be competing with Amazon Law at the 18% fee uh, taking for the clients. So if you're not into the AI, if you're not thinking ahead, look, in less than three years, you're going to be competing with Amazon. And good luck competing with Amazon. <laughs> Uh, they could ask some e-commerce people how they feel about that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, any kind of a market. You know, Amazon basically wipes it out because they can do it faster, cheaper. So that's in the horizon with the AI. Well, one of the main uh, pain points from personal injury lawyers was is finding the right service providers um, and be able to maximize on those relationships. Can you talk about your venture, one of your latest ventures, you know, you have a bunch going on, but this one I think might be your one of your biggest ones. Um, can you tell us about Lean Networks? Sure. Uh, early on when I was working with a lot of personal injury firms, a lot of people knowing that I connected to a lot of firms nationwide or whatever, whenever they get a case in some remote location, they were asking me, um, how can I find some medical providers who work on lean on this little town in Northern California, for example? So they were constantly looking for those medical providers who work on lean who is not in their close neighborhood. And God help them if they got a case some in another state where it's even a much bigger problem. Which happens pretty often. Pretty often. So finding a network of medical providers and other providers that works in the... What, what about providers? Well, you got medical providers, you got labs, you got uh, transportation providers that work on lean, they have pharmacies who work on lean. So there's a variety of different service providers in the injury market that only they also work on leans, which is what the attorney is looking for. And everything I ever looked for, everything was very localized. There's a lot of companies to do this, but they only do Southern California, Northern California, or just California, not Arizona, not Nevada. So it's very problematic. So that was a problem number one. The second problem was attorneys wanting to be able to refer their clients to other attorneys because the nature of the, the case, the location, and all of that. And they're constantly searching out and asking people, do you know anybody in you know, Wisconsin, who I can refer this case to. So because of accumulative of all of that uh, challenges, we came about with a product called MyLean Network, which is a nationwide referral program that is attorney to attorney referral, attorney to physician, physician to attorney, and physician to physician. A lot of other issues also comes when the client goes to one of these doctors 
they recommend second opinion, specialists, labs, and they don't know who else works on lean, so they get stuck. This solves that. So if I go to a general practitioner and I want to send you for MRI, they're looking for an MRI lab who works on lean. So it not only does the connection like a directories would do, it also manages that case referral. So it tells you, Sam, you have sent 10 clients to these 10 law firms or doctors, and those doctors refer them to these other doctors. You can track the status of the cases, the progress, the documents, the fee arrangements. Everything is in there. So it's not just a referral source. It's also a referral management system. We just launched that. Um, it's going to go out to the nationwide implementation, but it should solve a lot of challenges. And right now, there is no fee or any cost to join the network and start using it and fix four or five of your practice challenges by using one single platform. What's the website? MyLeanNetwork.com. MyLeanNetwork.com. Yeah, specifically for personal injury lawyers? Personal injury and workers' comp. Anything injury-related. If you're an injury-related lawyer, check out MyLegalNetworks.com. Yeah, it uh, definitely was, uh, I remember when you, this was brought up many, many years ago, and I guess you created a platform that, you know, scratches your own itch. Um, so it's amazing to see. Amazing. Uh, uh, Hamid, what are some, uh, what's the period of your life right now? How would you describe the overall kind of mindset that you're in when it comes to running your businesses? Uh, discipline automations and uh, innovation basically i live off of innovations which one by far overrides all of them uh technology innovation is constantly basically i learned from early on i need the machines to do everything for me kind of a thing you know so now with the combination of the data infrastructure with the machine learning systems with all these apps and tools, if you can put them all together into the box and shake it up, it could basically run our lives uh, much better than we can because it has discipline and it has a unlimited learning capability. So I would say that's my biggest passion is uh, how to implement any kind of AI automation tools, whatever. Every time somebody in my company comes up and says, should we try this? new technology, this new implementation, the answer is always yes. Go try it, let me know how it works out. Doesn't almost matter what it is, what it does. We should try them all. It's one of the best lessons I think I learned from you is instead of trying to make it or decisions, that decisions is always the end. Replace <laughs> right. your ors with ends. Right, because instead of trying to figure out why I shouldn't use this thing or why shouldn't I learn this thing, it's so much easier to say, yeah, let's try it. If it works out great, not we stop. There's no lifetime commitment to any of this stuff. Yeah. But you will only know if you try it. And for me, it's been uh, consolidation. Consolidation, because for the past five or six years, it's been gone, you know, uh, blazing ahead, uh, you know, taking on a lot of different opportunities um, and, you know, starting a lot of things. But we learned from experience that it's, it's probably better you know, the 80-20 pans out. That 20% of your ventures or your law firms usually are going to be the ones that grow the fastest and are the easiest. So I think both of us are going, kind of going through that consultation of, of companies, ventures, and people uh, to be able to help us kind of triple down or quadruple down on, our, on, the, on the best opportunities um, and 
cut out the rest. And, and it's been so liberating. Uh, I've already, I'm already, I think, like, I feel like almost halfway there. Um, already feeling liberating. And I've, today was my, my least things I had in my to-do list. I had like only like nine or 10 things, <laughs> 30. So that's already felt amazing. I'm like, whoa. Like, so it's been amazing. And I think in the next 30 to 60 days, I'll be able to kind of be pretty free. I mean, and then I think when once that freedom happens again, that's when our creativity will kick back into place. And that's where, again, there'll be a lot of fun to create some uh, new opportunities again. Uh, and again, quadruple down on our best. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> What's one piece of technology that I think that's ex most exciting for you right now? A specific technology? Yeah. Um, well, ChatGPT is still interesting if you have actually done some learning of your own. Because a lot of people, um, I'm still expanding on the usage of it because originally it started by ask a question instead of actually showing it how to learn more and get to know you and what you want and how you want it and so forth. So you have to teach it how to learn more so it can produce a lot more. A lot of people think it's, a, um, it's, a, it's like a Google search. I'm going to go to ChatGPT and say, you know, how should I deal with this? And they get an answer. No, but you got to teach it because it's a little baby. You got to teach it. I want you to go to these places, check this stuff out, combine it together, summarize it, and then give it to me. Now he knows what to do. So learning how to do that is a big thing. But honestly, it goes back to that AI um, pre-lit process where I literally want to see that day that I'm going to push buttons and get the stuff. And I and there's not many people involved in it. You know, it's just like, just produce it for me. Right. Automation is kind of uh, liberating, uh, right? When you're able to see a process just be done without necessarily your input. Um, yeah, as you said, the, I think when it comes to ChatGPT, a lot of people start off kind of using it sporadically. And then I mean, when people come back, they always start a new conversation. One practical advice is don't start a new conversations. Always just go, you know, if it's about a particular subject field, let's just say anything about your law firm, go back to that same conversation you already had. Yeah. Just go back to that one. It's an easy win. Um, that way you're training them over time. Um, and then second is have your chat GPT open at all times. A lot of you are like, the, uh, you know, make it hard to access it. They have to go type chat GPT. So one thing is bookmark it. And, but even better, just have it open. Hopefully you have a big enough monitor to just have it open at all times. Mm -hmm. And anytime you're mentally stuck or you just need somebody to kind of, uh, you know, to vent to, just vent to chat GPT. You'll be super surprised of the insights that you get uh, for whatever problem that you're dealing with on a both professional level and actually on a personal level too. I actually uh, say that in my consultations when, when I'm talking to the attorneys, they say get the biggest monitor you can, have all your virtual staff, doesn't matter if it's a paralegal or case manager on this corner. So you have your whole basically firm on your screen on this side, chat GPD and the rest of your stuff on this side and you marry them together and you got a law firm. So you got my cases in here, my advisors in here and my staff over here. I, I have this whole vision of somebody just managing the entire practice from a monitor and just moving things around and talking to people and, and getting it done right on the screen. And you, that's why you can set up a, a $100 million law firm operating it from a Starbucks. Yep. Um, I made a post a couple of weeks ago on my personal Facebook page. By the way, if you're not following me, 
just go search for Sam Malai. Uh, let's be friends on Facebook. I made a post and I said, what's one thing that you have an unlimited budget for? And we had a lot of people give their insights. I'm going to hear yours, Hamid, and I'll share mine. What I have an unlimited budget for? Anything that you have an unlimited budget for? Technology. <laughs> so it doesn't matter any, any kind of SaaS that helps you. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it really doesn't matter. If it is a SaaS that gets me to work faster, get here faster, respond to emails faster, make decisions faster, I'm more efficient. I mean, not just faster, but also higher accuracy. Uh, I buy all the tools there are. We, even as a technology company, we subscribe to so much technology that my financial folks are going crazy and saying that, how many subscription fees do we got going out here? I said, compared to our payroll, nothing. You know, this is, you're paying all these people, but you have to enable them with tools to get the most out of them. So it's not just building an army, it's building an arsenal to army can use to win. And we actually analyzed one of our, uh, our main law firms and we had to create, and we wanted to create a PNL of how we've done so far this year. And the biggest one was salary, people's salary. But one of the smallest ones was, even though we're very tool friendly, it was only 2% of our entire expenses for the whole year was tools. And then here we are, people who question, hey, should, you know, this is $30, is it worth it? It does not matter. It's about what you get out of it, out of a tool. So, no, don't overthink. People, people think and want overthink in a tool that costs them 50 bucks an hour. And they have a staff who wastes hundreds and hundreds of dollars a day but not being productive, and it doesn't bother them. But some software company comes in and say, give me 100 bucks a month and I do all the stuff for you. You say, $100? That's a lot. Yeah, or just start comparing. I found that, does anybody have a better, cheaper solution? I hear hearing that, like, it really doesn't matter. It's just about it really the one, matter. yeah, it really doesn't matter. No. Amazing, Hamid. Uh, any, any last words? You know, LegalSoft continuously coming up with the new innovations and new technologies and new ideas uh, to help all the law firms, small, medium, large, and just keep up with everything because things are going 100 times faster than they used to in every aspect of it. So you just need to keep up. To be able to keep up, you need to free yourself up. Stop doing those 10-hour, $20 an hour work that you shouldn't be doing. You're doing yourself disjustice. Put that aside, delegate it, have somebody else do it so you can do the more important work and also keeping up with all these changes, which takes time. So they need to free themselves up. Amazing. And if you're not following me already, just go on YouTube and search for Sam Malai or My Legal Academy. I post uh, daily videos on YouTube. Um, and we also have our uh, community, if you're interested in learning more about how we can help you uh, double your law firm revenue within 12 months, it's completely possible. We have so many people that have been able to help do that. Just go to mylegalacademy.com to get more details. Thank you so much, Hamid. This is fun. We'll, do, we'll try to do these hopefully once a week. Um, and, so. and cheers. <laughs>